the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And welcome in from the artificially heated Word FM studios. <laughs> I am Kathy Emmons, alongside Mike Duffy, John Hall, taking a day off on, on this beautiful summer day. We want you to know that it's so cold where we are that our space heaters are up and running at the full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike, yes, you feeling indeed. you feeling warm in there? Oh yeah, I'm toast. I'm feeling toasty. <laughs> How long has your heater been going? Uh, since 10:30 nice. this morning when I walked in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why people are complaining about wasting energy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I could open only open one of these windows, I could get some of this cold air conditioning out here, and then Seriously. I wouldn't have to run the heater. This be nice. Is, this is just wrong. You know, we could always have the show outside. You know, that'd be nice. That's a great idea. We should. Can't you engineer that? I can. I can. You're make good it with wires and stuff. Let's do it. Okay, I'm ready for it. Maybe the five o'clock hour. I'll make it happen real, real quick. <laughs> yeah, if you can get on that really fast, <laughs> I'd appreciate that. All right. Um, so last night the the uh, Democrat debate went on. Uh, Mike, were you glued to the set? No, no, I was not glued to the set. I can't However, believe that. With all the hoopla going on online, I I did watch some clips. Me and too. It was heated. Yeah, it was heated. I, you know. I couldn't watch it. Again, you know, we have one television in our house, and I have two children at home, and I had said yesterday that I didn't think that I was going to be able to convince my kids that this was the thing that we were going to watch. Yeah. But I also couldn't convince my husband. So I figured it's three against one. I'm losing this, so I'll just Can't check win. it out. Okay, but I did get up this morning, and I did check into the clips, like you said, read you know a variety of sources online. Um, it's hard to get very excited about it. That's the best I can tell you. It really is. It's really tough. However, there were two things that happened that jumped out at me that I thought were worthy of discussion. Okay, let's talk about this first. So looking back to maybe a month ago, the first Democrat debate, uh, Kamala Harris, who I have said publicly, I think she will be the nominee for the Democrats. I really do. Um, I think she's smart. I think she is tough and she's beautiful and she's non-white. I mean, she's also, um, she's not African-American, but she's non-white. And I think that she would be a, a perfect foil for the president. Anyway, so that, that's my prediction. But she got the best of front runner Joe Biden about a month ago at the first debate. And um, she was talking to him about busing, which was a, a very heated topic, even more Can I say it's more heated than it was 30 years ago? But anyway, she was talking about his original positions, um, talking about his position now. And I think the overall consensus was that she beat him. So as last night began, at the very, very beginning of the debate, um, Joe Biden is out on the stage and Kamala Harris comes out. She's introduced and she walks by and he shakes her hand and he says, go easy on me, kid. I mean, anyone who's paid any attention to Joe Biden for the last 40 years, I mean, that's how he talks, right? And it's just, I, I, and 
we know what he means, right? We know what he meant. So, you know, Harris was rough on him in the first debate. She bested him in a number of exchanges. And so I think this was Joe Biden's way of saying, hey, you know, I know you beat me last time, but we're friends and I respect you. So, you know, I I liked it. I thought it was... I thought it was authentic, first of all, because that's the way he talks. Second, I thought it was a nice shot of humility on a night when that's going to be hard to come by. And it showed him being affable, which is a word that is somehow like disappeared from the world of politics. He just he was pleasant. Um, he probably wasn't going to agree with her, but he wasn't going to hate her. I don't know. I thought I thought it was a good thing. And it's a shame that politics is so ugly that we can't just take a little positive comment like go easy on me kid as just that because of course within 5 seconds her campaign manager had to tweet kid with a question mark like he said go easy on me kid like that was some kind of pejorative like he was putting her down like because she was a woman she was younger or because oh, she was less than or come on like we instantly have to see it as a jab or worse an insult or maybe even worse yet something we can use against the opponent on social media i mean i swear this her campaign manager heard him say that and was like yes it's gonna be social media gold for us tonight because he called her i mean look it was a nice moment for Joe Biden, but instead of a nice moment, he's getting roasted online today. Okay. And then speaking of social media, it brings me to Kirsten Gillibrand. Now, I think Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat of New York, how do I say this? I think she's quickly becoming, maybe proving herself to be the most unlikable candidate up there. I mean, she just seems mean. She's just going for the lowest possible denominator. And I don't feel like she has a whole lot of substance to say. Anyway, last night's debate, she brought up, and of course, everyone's going after Joe Biden, right? Because he's the front runner. So, of course, I mean, it was just, it was picking on Joe for hour after hour after hour. I mean, it was like agonizing. Anyway, so she brought up a Joe Biden quote that he said, or it was from an op-ed he wrote, I don't know how many years ago. I'm not kidding when I say I think it was 30 years ago he wrote an op-ed piece, okay? And here's what she said. This is from last night's debate. What did you mean you said when a woman works outside the home, it's resulting in, quote, the deterioration of family? No, what and I... that we are avoiding... These are quotes. It was the title of the op-ed. Oh. And that just causes concern for me because we know America's women are working Four out of ten moms have to work. They're the primary or sole wage earners. They actually have to put food on the table. Eight out of ten moms are working today. Most women have to work to provide for their kids. Many women want to be working to provide for their communities Thank you, and to Senator. help people. Let so the Vice President either you don't believe you. it today or what did you mean when you said it In then? In the very beginning, my deceased wife worked, but we had children. My present wife has worked all the way through raising our children. The fact of the matter is the situation is one that I don't know what's happened. I wrote the Violence Against Women Act, Lily Ledbetter. I was deeply involved in making sure there were the equal pay amendments. I was deeply involved in all these things. I came up with the It's On Us proposal to see to it that women were treated more decently on college campuses. You came to Syracuse University with me and said it was wonderful. I'm passionate about the concern making sure women are treated equally. I don't know what's happened except that you're now running for president. So I understand... 
All right, let's pause it right there. Okay, so that is called Joe Biden getting the best of Kirsten Gillibrand. I mean, good thing someone had to bring the hammer down. I mean, it's such a poor choice of subject for Kirsten Gillibrand. I can't even get over it. I mean, Joe Biden lost his first wife tragically in a car accident. He raised, I don't know, two or three kids on his own as a single dad before he remarried he before he remarried then within the last what five or six years he lost one of his sons to cancer i mean berating this man on his view of family is insensitive at best and it's just perfectly ridiculous at worst all right you want to play the rest of that mike except we can't hear anything respect you deeply. I respect you deeply. But those words are very specific. His words from 30 You years said ago. women working outside the home would lead to the deterioration of family. My grandmother worked outside the home. So, my, my mother worked outside the home. And, and Thank from, you, Senator Gillibrand. So, well, he has I, I, I either, want to bring Senator Harris Either he no longer believes it. I mean, I just think he needs to... I never to... believed it. I mean... So I hear two questions. The first question is, when is it okay to say that's how it was then? I mean, what are we, there has to be a time when people who are in public can say, okay, but that's what everybody thought. I mean, I'm not saying that maybe I would say the same thing today, but 30 years ago, saying that one parent was best to stay at home with their kid it was not some revolutionary statement. And even 30 years later, I don't think it's all that revolutionary right now. I mean, I know a lot of parents can't do it. I know it's feasibly not possible if you've got a divorce or a death or an economic situation that's profound. But I think a lot of people would agree it's the best thing if you can possibly do it. So I don't think what Biden said is so outside the front. So I just feel like there has to be some place where any of us, whether we're a politician or we're just a regular person, can say, you know what? I might not say the same thing now, but decades ago, that's what I thought. That's kind of what everybody thought. Not as an excuse, but just as saying, okay, things are different now. The second thing, and this was this really came out to me last night or this morning as I was watching these clips. Doesn't it seem like Kirsten Gillibrand is just digging, 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 digging to get a soundbite? It just seemed like that was um, an artificial argument that she was getting into just so she could elicit some perfect bit of audio that she could put up online. I mean, so much of the stupid election system is now fueled by retweets on Twitter, posts on Facebook. It just seems increasingly that significant portions of our debates are sounding contrived. They're not sounding like actual like back and forth between people, because I don't think they're meant for a live audience. I think they're acted out and I think they're engineered to be audio clipped. I mean, good grief. I mean, more artificiality. That's just what we need in an election year, right? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, love to hear your feedback. If you want to find us on Facebook or Twitter, Facebook's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Find us on Twitter also. Coming up next is the Reverend Bill Glaze. Is the Bible really reliable? That's next. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Francesca Battistelli, Defender. Enough by Corin Hawthorne. That's enough. That's enough. And I'm gonna let it go from Jason Gray. I'm gonna let it go. Oh. 
the best new music, and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have? in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. When you're in college, sleep is important. But thanks to your studies and your social life, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress in your dorm or off-campus housing, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses to suit every comfort preference and fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Anchored in Jesus, heard right here on Word FM, weekdays at 7 p.m., hosted by our very good friend, Bill Glaze, who joins me now. Bill, welcome in, my friend. Hey, it's good to be on the program this afternoon. I see that John abandoned you, huh? John has abandoned me, and I bet you're disappointed that we're not talking about some food item that we can quiz you on. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you're right about that. I, I, I don't know how up-to-date I'd be on that conversation today. Okay, well, don't you worry, because I have a food thing I'm going to ask you about right now. Okay. You ready? Um, we're going to talk We're going to talk about this in just a minute. Did you know that potato patch fries from Kennywood are going to be coming to Heinz Field this season? No, I didn't know that. Is that exciting for you, Bill? Well, you know what? It's, it, it costs money to get in both places to mm-hmm. buy the fries, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, I, I can go either place. You know, but I, come on, you were a fo- come question. on, Bill. You were a football player, though. I mean, is this close to your heart or not? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably uh, too close to my heart. Uh-huh. Okay, so we <laughs> we want you to have heart health. So maybe you're not going to be having the potato patch fries. 
Well, if I go to Kennywood, I'll have them. If I go down to the stadium, I'll have them. So, oh, good. Uh, I like yeah. it. Bill Glaze is going to be partaking. Hey, they, it opens this Sunday. There's going to be like Steeler Family Fest or something Sunday. And uh, you can go okay. down right now. And I think that's free. All right. Well, you know what? That's that, that's a that's a good price. Good. Okay. We like the free price, and if you go down, you can call in next week and give us your uh, up to date recommendation. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So, Bill, talk to us. You've been thinking about um, why we can trust the Bible. Yeah. You know, this conversation has actually uh, been burdened upon my heart because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people who are Christians and they're kind of you know wavering as yeah. far as scriptures are concerned. Yeah. And even uh young people that are you know go leave and go off to college and you know they come under attack by professors that you know supposedly are pointing out so many so-called uh errors in the Bible or inconsistencies and it's just shaking a, a lot of people's faith. So, you know, I I've, I've tried to renew this conversation about, you know, why the Bible is reliable uh, because it, it you know as as believers, you know, it is our our book for faith and practice and you know, if if there's errors in it, you know, when it comes to the message of Jesus Christ, you know, and, and all that, you know, he said and, and all that he did, you know, if there's errors in other spots, you know, how do we know that they didn't get that right also? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just have been on a kind of a mission to, you know, present this uh, idea that, you know, the Bible is trustworthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's vital to ask the question, even... Um even if you're not asking it, if someone around you is asking it, or like you say, you're seeing the trends of 18-year-olds who are leaving home and going to college and asking that question, and maybe, Bill, that shows that those kids were asking that question all along, but didn't feel like that was an okay thing to ask at home or at church. You're exactly right. And one of the things that, that, I, that I'm discovering is that, you know, in church, and, you know, especially like Sunday school or kids programs, you know, we teach the kids the stories. You know, they, they know the stories about uh, Noah and they know the stories about uh, Jonah. But, you know, we don't teach them how to defend those stories. You know, I mean, so they go off and the first thing that's attacked is, now you can't, you don't really mean to tell me that uh, God parted the Red Sea and a whole uh, army of uh, Hebrew people, you know, walked across it. And, and and they're kind of stuck there, and, and, like, you know, they have no answer. And I think what happens, because they don't have an answer, is is they just kind of back off of things. Mm-hmm. And, and you're exactly right. I think what, again, you know, I, I think we've, we've done a good job uh, teaching the stories, but, you know, we haven't taught them how to defend those stories. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, just last, you know, it was last summer that I read through um, Joshua and Judges, over the, what, June, July, August. And, Bill, those are hard books. I mean, they're violent books. There's a lot. They raise more questions than they give answers. And, you know, if you just read that without being a critical thinker or reader, it just passes you by. But if you actually engage with it, like you'd engage with any book or any article you read, you have to, as a thinking person, ask a question like, wait a minute, what's happening? Right, and 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 what 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 is happening is that people are starting to you know uh, the critics and the scoffers are questioning those stories, and if if we as believers you know don't have a critical mind and, and begin to ask questions about those texts, you know you know why is this even in here? You know why why is this recorded? You know is is, is God 
some type of monster, you know. So, you know, you, right. you begin to ask those, those questions. And, and again, you know, just having, you know, gone through, you know, Sunday school or, you know, uh, children, children's programs, and, you, you know, you, you know these things, but, again, you, you haven't thought critically. And I, I think what's happening is that, you know, God is, 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 is calling us to, you know, think critically as, as we read the Word of God. You know, I think a lot of times we want to read for the devotional blessings, and, and I'm all in agreement with that. I'm a pastor, and, I, you know, I want to preach, you know, the spiritual application so that we can grow. But we also, as you said, need to think critically about the text also. Bill Glaze is with us, Bethany Baptist Church, Homewood, PA. We're talking about why we can trust the Bible. So, Bill, what about for, you know, you said you're a pastor, but you're also just a dude who, you know, believes in God and reads the Bible. And there is absolutely a devotional quality for the Bible. I mean, how many times have we been embroiled in in suffering or temptation or questioning, and we have found just the answer we needed in the scriptures. But that's not all it's for, right? It's just, it's not just right. for us being in desperation and opening it up and finding like some kind of magic message. Right, right. I mean, you know, in addition to that, you know, it actually gives us the doctrines that, you know, we need to, you know, understand God and, and how he works. And, you know, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about the Bible to me is that, you know, people ask, well, what is God like? And, you know, as you read the Bible, you know, you can see that it, it gives uh, what Jesus said, he came to explain God or exegete God. And, and the Bible does the same thing. You know, you can read and you can see that God is merciful. You can see that he is faithful. But you also see the, the part where, you know, God is, is judging and that, you know, he's going to, you know, deal efficiently with, with sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it reveals to us, you know, what God is like. You know, we can be here on this earth and, you know, we can ask all kinds of questions and, you know, people of, you know, unsaved people, you know, they may be questioning, well, what, you know, what is this God like? And I, I thank God that as we read the Bible, that God has revealed himself to us in his word. Yeah. So at you as a person um, or you as a pastor, Bill, if a, if a kid comes up to you who's 18 years old and says, you know what, I'm just graduating from high school, I'm leaving home, and I don't really know if I believe this anymore. I don't know if I ever believed this. What do you say? Well, you know, I, I would like to, and, and, and this is where I'm at, you know, as a pastor and as a, as a person, is, is let's sit down and, and talk about this, you know, because the, some of the questions that you, that you have, you know, they, are, they, are, they can be answered. You know, when you think about the Bible and, and all the questions over the years that have come up about the Bible, and, and then you look at, like, archaeology, mm-hmm. and, and you see how that archaeology just confirms... Right. You know, everything that's in the Bible, you know, nothing that has been discovered in archaeology has ever contradicted the Bible. So, you know, if I had the opportunity to talk to that young person, you know, I would say, you know, let's, you know, start a dialogue through email, uh, if they, you know, they, since they're going off to college, or, you know, let's, let's meet, you know, before you go, when you come home, so that we can, you know, kind of reason through these things, because, you know, there are answers as to why, you know, these things are in here. And if, and if you're having, having struggles, you know, let's deal with them. And, and let's get the answer from somebody who, you know, who, who loves you, who loves God, who loves his word, instead of, you know, some professor that's out to, you know, ridicule, ridicule and shoot down your faith. Right. What about, um, you know, I go through this with my kids a lot, and I've tried to encourage this as they were growing up, is if they had a question about something scripturally speaking, that they would come and ask me or ask my husband. I got to tell you, a lot of the time, Bill, I have my answer has been, I don't know. 
Right, right. And I think that that's okay. You know, when they were little, I was all obsessed with like trying to have the right answer for everything. But I've realized that that's just silly. That's it's like raising kids without letting them in on the journey right. of faith that I'm on. Right. And, and you know, uh, I, I get that, you know, all the time. And, uh, and I tell, if I don't know the answer, then I tell people, I don't know. But you know what? We can go find the answer. Right. And, and, you know, I, I kind of have a little running joke with my Bible study. If somebody asks me a question in Bible study that I don't know, then I tell them, okay, you go, if you ask me something I didn't know, now you go research it and bring mm-hmm. back the answer next time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of joke when I say that. But, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, we, we can't be trying to blow smoke, you know, with the young people and trying to give them, you know, some fake answers or some you know, some fluffy answers that, you know, we need to, you know, say, well, I don't know right now. But I'll go and find out, and you know we can come back right. and talk about this again. Because what is the point? What is the point of just rattling off some answer because it sounds right? You know, something that you don't believe yourself or you don't really understand yourself. Bill, talk about parents. Like maybe give a word to parents who have kids who are growing up or maybe even approaching that date of leaving home. Um, how do you? I don't know. How do you raise kids from your perspective who are who feel free to ask those questions and really, you know, say the stuff that they're confused about? Well, I, I think that they ought to, you know, provide an environment uh, for that. You know, I, you know, I've raised my kids and I'm, you know, my grandkids are, are over quite a bit now and 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 my grandkids come and they have questions. And, you know, I, I, I allow them to, to ask those questions. And, and as they answer them, I mean, as they ask them, I try to answer them to the best of my ability. You know, I had my granddaughter. She asked me a couple of weeks ago, how did God get here? And, you know, I mean, that, that was one, you know, that was a very tough question. But, you know, as you know, and I, and I took her to, you know, the Bible in Psalm 90 and verse 2, and it says, from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God, and my answer to her was, "Well, He's always been here. You know, there's never been a time when God was not here. So, you know, I, I think that yeah, we need to provide that environment for the kids to ask questions. And sometimes we, as parents, you know, we feel like, well, I don't know the Bible that well. But the beautiful thing is, there's so many helps out there to help us get to the truth of what the Scripture is saying. That even if you don't feel that comfortable or that grounded, that you you can find answers, or you know, you can direct your kids mm-hmm. maybe to somebody that can answer their questions, or maybe look at it together with your kid. You know, you know, right. try uh, try yeah. to try to search out the answer and say, you know, I don't really know that, but you know, that here's some guy who's teaching I trust, and let's see what he has to say about it. Or here's a book that I've always liked, and let's try to look at that. I mean. Um, I don't know. I think that the the exciting thing about being with, even if you don't have kids of your own, if you've got young people in your church or you've got nieces or nephews or grandkids or whatever it is, it's exciting to see people who are asking important questions because that's, right. I think, how faith really grows. Exactly. And, and you know, the Bible has the, the answer. I, to me, I think that the Bible has the answer to, to three main questions. You know, uh, where did we come from? Why are we here and where we're going? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you search the scriptures, you know, you you have answers to those questions and you find out that, you know, that my life does have purpose and I need to find, you know, God's purpose for my life. And I need to find, you know, what God says about how, you know, how I am to live this life. And so, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, that there are answers in the Bible and that these kids that are asking questions, you know, that the answers are in the Bible. I truly believe that. That is Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood, PA. You can hear him weekdays anchored in Jesus, 7 p.m. on Word FM. You can also find Bill apparently eating potato patch fries at both Hinesfield and Kennywood this summer and fall.
Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel tour by going to wordfm.com Israel. That's wordfm.com slash Israel. Summer is here, and Matt's got the barbecue out all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Polygrip. Sounds like there's a party going on. But something's missing. The birthday gals arrived. And thanks to Polydent, her bright smile is anything but a surprise. Polydent! At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. For tonight, clear skies heading down to a low of 63. Tomorrow, partly sunny. A few spots will see an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, a high of 84. For tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, a low again of 63. And for Saturday and Sunday, partly sunny skies, warm, a high both days of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Happy news out of the Penguins organization today. Just this afternoon, released that Matt Cullen, who announced his retirement after a 21-year pro career last month, has been hired back by the Pens to work with the team in a player development capacity. Super duper. That's nice. Way to go. Neat, okay. Yes. Aren't you glad to hear that, Mike? I'm so pumped. I know. 
I know. I absolutely love it. Uh, let's see what it says here. Um, Sullivan says, uh, Cully was a cerebral player with great leadership skills. He's a natural coach who will offer great insight to our coaching staff and to our players. We look forward to adding him to our staff. And now if you've paid any attention to the pens over the last couple of years, what, last five or six years, he's always such a great influence on the younger players. Yes. And the pens have been really gifted to have – um, significant players like that in their cup runs. Uh, Gary Roberts, I can think of in the first cup run, right? He mm-hmm. was that veteran player. Um, yeah. um, um, Who are you thinking of? Uh, well, I wish I could think of his name. Right, right. Gonchar? Yeah. Well, first of all, Gonchar is not in player development. I was surprised Gonchar wasn't mentioned in this article. Um, it says most of the ex-players employed in player development for the Pens, uh, director of player development Scott Young, player development coach Tom Costopoulos, and goalie development coach Andy, Andy Chiodo work with prospects and young pros, but Sergei wasn't mentioned. Do you know no. what his role is? I mean, I know he's a coach. He's a defensive know, coach. Is, he, is, that all coach he, yeah. is, that, is that what he's doing? I, know he's just, I think he's the assistant defensive, defensive coach. Um, well, anyway, that type of having the older guy there with like yes. young bucks who are 18 and 19 years yes. old. I mean, don't you think that's invaluable? Oh, definitely. You you need that mentor in the locker room that you definitely that's a huge, huge key part to having a, a, a successful team. And for them to hire Matt Collin, I, I mean, who else? That, and who else could guy, you have in that role seriously. that would be better in that role? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's such a respectful guy. I know. Um, play, obviously, everybody loves him. Uh, the, the, the teammates love him. I mean, they Coaches call him dad. Him. I mean, yeah, they call him dad, for goodness sake. And on top of that, he's a Christian dude. But, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a downside to this, no. right? Plus, he gets, that means we get to keep him in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's right. Right? He's not going to go back I'm to Minnesota. So uh, anyway, yeah. really happy to it's see good that. for his kids, too. Yeah, and that, he doesn't have to. It's good for all of us. Yay, pens. I Go like pens. it. All right, so going back to the Steelers story that I talked to Bill Glaze about in our last segment. So it seems like Heinz Field, the Steelers, and Kennywood are developing this, you know, tighter relationship. The Steel Curtain roller coaster. Have you been on it, Mike? I have not been on it right. yet. I haven't either. Um, I want to, though. Yeah, but I'm not waiting three hours to go on a ride. Just forget it. Yeah, me either. I'm not doing that. Um, anyway, so the potato patch fries now will be available at Heinz Field. And in case you're concerned, as I am. They're going to come with Heinz ketchup and real cheese. Oh, they are. That's what it says right here. I'm reading Trib uh, article by Joanne Klimkovich Harrop. Just in that restaurant. Just you'd think. I mean, it hasn't said anything about Kennywood. Like, why the heck weren't we having right. Heinz ketchup at Kennywood? Anyway, uh, the article goes on to say that the potato patch signature fresh cut fries will be available in the FedEx Great Hall. Try the original as well as the one with cheese sauce, gravy, or bacon cheddar fries. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, it doesn't say in this article that all of those little salts are going to be included. Have you ever seen the whole like panoply of salts they have? No. At Kennywood, no, you haven't seen it? They've got like onion salt, they've got garlic what? salt, they've got kosher How did I not salt, know this? they've got regular salt, they've got seasoned salt, they have Old Bay. They have all of these different salts. Plus, then they've got the malt vinegar, right? Then they've got the ketchup, and all then that's going to be the at Heinz too. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say that. I hope so. You but think th- it? You think they would? But that's my one of my favorite things is doing like not only you got to have a little bit of vinegar right. and a little bit of ketchup, but then you got to use the salt thing. Definitely, you got to put a little of this on. Never part, tried the old bay on fries. Oh, well, I need to try that. Do you think that's awesome? I think it's of awesome. of course because how could it possibly be bad? Anyway, uh, something else new at Heinz Field this year. Uh, the Smallman Street Sandwich, 
roasted banana peppers, Smith's shaved hot sausage, fried eggplant, marinara, and whole milk mozzarella. That is one sandwich I want you to know. Um, also tacos. Okay. Uh, Los Tacos, Mike, are, they're going to serve everything from vegetarian to meat-filled tacos in traditional shells. Heck I don't yeah. think I've never had a taco at a football game. Neither have I. Okay, well, we could change that this year. Um, how about a California turkey burger? California turkey burger. It has guacamole, mango salsa, garlic aioli on a wheat Kaiser roll. That doesn't sound bad. I'd do it. I mean, I don't think I'd, I'd do it. it. I don't know if I'd do it in January, but I'd do it in October. Yeah. I feel like I would. Uh, Aramark Executive Chief Jason Whitecotton says, we try to make sure everybody has an option. There you go. Okay. Last thing I'll uh, let you in on, the porchetta sandwich. The porchetta sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's porchetta, uh, provolone cheese, roasted broccolini, oil poached tomatoes on a fresh roll. What? That sounds kind of highbrow. It does. I mean, for crying out loud. What happened to the hot dog? What happened? You know what? I wanted to ask you this. Do they sell su- uh, sushi there? Or is that only at PNC Park? Well, well was. I have bad news. Yeah. That's a thing of the past. Yeah. I. This is something I've got picked on for before. And don't you start now, Mike. And it, you know what? If you do, I don't even care. Because I, was, I, because I feel good about who I am. No, I would have been in line with I, you. I love sushi. Listen, I would go to PNC Park with Mike and John and whoever else. And they would get there. Would you get your burger yep. or your hot, hot dog, dog or whatever? And I'd march myself over and get sushi. Yeah. And you know why? Because I want to fit in my pants. Of course. And I feel good about it. Last time I went, last year, nothing. The, throw- the Nakama stand was gone. Did you throw the wasabi sauce on your No, because I don't like that's too much no? for me because I'm a baby. And too I spicy. don't, and I do not like ginger. See, I need to have the wasabi, but not the ginger. Oh, that ginger's gross, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I if like I want ginger, I want it in a cookie. I don't yeah. want it like sitting there on the side in that little thing that's like just waiting for me to bump into it and then it's going to mess up my sushi. I don't like that at all. I tell you what, though, I am excited for the, uh, the gravy fries at Heinz Field. It makes me want to. Go to a game more. Gravy now. fries are so delicious. They are. Have you ever had um, poutine? Mm-mm. Okay, poutine is a Canadian thing. I, th- I mean, originally it must have been French, but poutine. It sounds disgusting. I'm going to warn you in advance. It sounds gross, but in reality, poutine. Wait, in reality, <laughs> it's fabulous. Are you ready? It's fries in a bowl. Okay. Covered with gravy. All right. With cheese curds. Yeah. It is... That sounds good. Okay, good. So it sounds good to you. Yeah. See, cheese curd does not sound good to most people. I think it's just the name. It is a horrible word. Curd. Really? Yeah. But it's yeah. so good. And yeah. it, it also is not a looker. Like when it comes out, it's right. not something you look at and go, wow, I can't wait to eat. <laughs> it's just, it's very brown. It's like bean dip. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw bean dip, I was like six years old. And my mom was putting that on her taco. I'm like... Why are you putting dog food on your taco, Mom? That's disgusting. It's horrible. One hundred one point five W O R D. When you think of battles. Gettysburg, Waterloo, Pearl Harbor might come to mind, but the greatest battle today doesn't involve the military. It's over ideologies, how we got here, how the universe came to be. So who's right, and what are the stakes? Find out this week as John MacArthur continues his study, The Battle for the Beginning, on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? 
I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own, my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 391 Use promo code WORD. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents. When generic insurance takes hold, one handsome man and one flightless bird are teaming up to save the world. Money. Their message? Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Their mission? Savings. Their relationship? Best friends. Say hello to Liberty Mutual's new spokes team. Doug. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurance. State laws apply. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh's homes and businesses. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. At the end of last week, John and I devoted a whole hour to talking about American politics. Now, for those of you that listen to our show regularly, you know that we do politics, you know, fits and starts, you know, a little bit here and there. But we devoted a whole hour to it. And uh, what was so very interesting that night is watching the feedback come in. So we got email and we got Facebook posts and Twitter messages and you name it. And we probably heard from, I don't know, maybe 40 people, I'm guessing. And... It was almost split directly down the middle. People saying, how could you still support the president after all this time and after everything he's done? How could you still support him? And then the other half of the people saying, why are you so hard on the president? Now, first off, we weren't just talking about the president. But, of course, the president came up because he's, you know, the main actor in American politics. But 50 percent of the people thought that we were too pro-Trump and 50 percent of the people thought we were too anti-Trump. And I thought to myself, what could, you know, 
we talked about it and digested it, the three of us, John and Micah. What could this possibly mean? I mean, everybody heard the same segment, but 50% of the people took one thing away. 50% of the people took the other thing away. And it made me wonder how it is that we hear things and are we eager not to hear what we want to hear? But I think we're becoming eager to hear what we don't want to hear. We are eager to hear the thing that's going to make us the maddest so that we can respond to it. And really, is this the way we want to be with our dialogue in America, in the West, and whatever? Well, to talk about issues like that, I've invited Brian Dykema back onto the program. Brian's program director, work in economics at Cardis and senior editor with a publication we love called Comment Magazine. Brian, welcome back. Hey, good to be back. Happy summer. Thank you. So you heard the story, right? I mean, does that surprise you that we had that 50-50 split? No, not at all, actually. <laughs> Sadly, it doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me at all. It seems to be in line with, uh, with all kinds of um, survey data and so on that shows that we're increasingly polarized. I think I think you're right to say that we like uh, there's a sense certain sense in that we like to be uh, hear things or at least to imagine that we're hearing things that we disagree with. It, it helps us. Um, there's a sense in which it helps us sort of have a sense of solidarity with our tribe, and it says, well, we can react against that. And so I think it's I think it's uh, pretty normal for this day and age. Um, what I think though is that uh, you know I know that you guys are a Christian radio station, we're a Christian think tank. Um, if if you want to do politics as a Christian, though, we have to do something better than that. Uh, and I, I think that the only way to do that, the only way to get outside of that, is to hold on to something um, that uh, that transcends that transcends the uh, the sort of the day and age where we find ourselves and transcend some of the conversations, maybe even some of the personalities that seem to be sucking the air out of the room. Mm-hmm. Now, in your um, in, in the opening for this month's Comment magazine, Brian, you talk about, well, you don't really talk about her, but you mention a quote by British novelist and journalist Rebecca West. And mm-hmm. boy, this jumped out at me based on that story that I told, right, just now about the 50-50 split. She said, yeah. quote, nothing is easier than being in opposition. Yeah, absolutely. And this, she was actually talking about a certain set in Britain at the time, a sort of, um, you know, for lack of a better term, the champagne socialist who, who found it very fashionable to say, you know, we're opposed to this, we're opposed to that. Um, and she's sort of looking at them and saying, look, you guys are taking the easy street. It's easy to say, you know, we hate this or we're opposed to this. We're not on side this. We're not for this. The difficulty comes um, when you have to say, okay, what are we going to do now? Um, You know, it's easy to be negative. It's very, very difficult to be positive. Isn't that funny? Until I read that quote from her, I would not have put it in those terms. But now that I've read it, I feel like I can't see it any other way. I mean, it really is. It's so easy to tear something down, whether you're looking at, you know, a a house of cards that you build up. I mean, it's super easy to just knock it over, but it took a Mm -hmm. lot longer to build it. And so when Mm -hmm. you put that in the realm of ideas or you put that in the realm of policy or whatever, it is Mm -hmm. way harder to Mm -hmm. create something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you talk to anybody who does pottery. <laughs> you ask them, ask them how easy it is to flop a pot. It's pretty easy. It's and it's easier to you know throw a rock at it or take a bat to it, smash the bits. But it takes take a lot of work and a lot of skill, a lot of patience, sometimes a lot of frustration to build something. But what's interesting though is that I think that um, you know what, actually you know just going back to it to oppose something is actually is to hate something. The word for hate is actually etymologically in line with being opposed to something. And you have to think, okay, what's the opposite of hate? 
the opposite of hate is love. Um, and if you think about what does it mean to be a Christian in a political world, or what does it mean to be a Christian society, or in any relationship that you're in, what does it mean to love then? Um, and and I think there's some there's some insight for us in Scripture. One of the one of the passages I I look at is this bit in Lamentations where it's a very famous one. It says, "The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases; His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning." And I think there's a sense in which in our day and age, we're used to thinking the sun's going to come up no matter what, right? We think, okay, the, the Lord has set it in place, and the sun's going to come up. But what the, what the person in Lamentations is saying is it's coming up because the Lord's saying it. There's a sense, a certain active, creative act that's causing that to come up. And I wonder, what I'm wondering in my editorial is whether in our day and age it's so filled with opposition and so filled with hate, whether the best witness for Christians uh, politically, socially, is to actually create, use that same uh, sort of gift that we've been given from God to create things that are good, that are beautiful, and that are that are full of love and full of mercy. Yeah, I like that. So maybe, you know, the time that you would have spent on Facebook or on Twitter correcting someone or, you know, putting mm-hmm. out you know, a diatribe based on whatever, um, mm-hmm. maybe that would take 20 minutes or maybe that would take 40 minutes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you take that 20 minutes or 40 minutes and you, well, you you said you're learning to sketch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So if you're choosing sketching over, you know, sending me a direct message on Twitter about something I said that you didn't like, which I appreciate mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, okay. tweeting it out there for everyone to see, uh, yeah. then how, what's that doing for the world? What's that doing for you? Well, I think one thing, I think the first thing to notice is this, is have you think to yourself, when you're, when you're doing that diatribe or you're sending out a tweet or you're taking the time to sort of respond snarkily in a way that's not snarkily, I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going I with like it, it, okay? <laughs> We're all hunting the snark here. But if you're going to respond in that way, you're not just doing that. It's not just the 10 minutes or the five minutes that you're doing it. It's taking up mental space for you, mm-hmm. right? There's a sense in which what it's doing is it's drawing your attention yes. on something. Yes, it's living um, in your it, head. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what ends up happening is that consumes more and more and more of your space. Whereas actually trying to create something, say sketching, for instance, this is something I've been doing. You actually have to look very, very, if you want to sketch well, you have to look very, very closely at things. You can't just draw it. You find actually that when you first start sketching, you end up doing nothing but caricatures. And I think there's a, so if, if you and I are going to start sketching and we say, let's draw some self-portraits of ourselves, I will draw a portrait of myself that looks remarkably like a cartoon and right. very little like me. Um, and one of the reasons is what you're drawing is a picture that you have in your mind's eye instead of the actual thing. And the minute you begin to actually attend to the thing itself, the minute you begin to say, okay, what does it look like? What am I actually drawing here? How do these lines actually look? That's when you get something real. And I wonder if that's, that's something that can be transposed onto politics as well. Man, that is so good. I got to tell you, Brian, I wish we had more time. We're up against the clock. That's Brian Dykem, a program director. If you want to read something that really matters, check out Comet Magazine. I'll tell you, it'll expand your world. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. 
Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. excited about the regatta this weekend i am sorry because it's not happening uh we talked a couple days ago when the announcement was made that the regatta was called off at the last minute Uh, the company that was supposed to be handling all the insurance and all the getting of permits and all that sort of thing had fallen down on the job um in fact they owed the city i don't know something like 20 some thousand dollars for back permits for the last couple years that they had never paid and so they just called off this year's event now we find out today according to the trib this is an article by Bob Bowder. He says that the Allegheny County Sheriff's Office is suing a company blamed for this week's cancellation of the Pittsburgh Three Rivers Regatta in an attempt to collect more than $30,000. So it was up to thirty owed for security services uh, during events. Um, the lawsuit contends Lionheart Event Group owes a total of thirty-two nine for security services during the 2018 regatta and something called uh EQT flashes of freedom celebrate America firework. Oh, that's just the July Forks firework display. So those things were never paid. Um, Chief Deputy Kevin Krause says we had several conversations with Lionheart. Multiple correspondence is requesting the money. We were offered assurances the money was forthcoming. But guess what? No money. No money. Uh, so, of course, the regatta was canceled on Tuesday, and now they're going to conduct an audit to determine how Lionheart spent event revenue, mainly provided by corporate sponsors. The mayor has said it typically costs around $800,000 to stage the regatta um, and speculated that the audit will uncover a trail of unpaid bills. I'm just sorry for all the vendors down there and all the restaurant owners and people who run bars and everything who, were, count- money. who were counting on a big weekend yeah. in you know what? If you want to be a friend to Pittsburgh, you could go downtown and eat this weekend. That's right. Give them some money anyway. Help them not to feel the pinch as much. 
Anyway, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk about trusting God in the sleepless nights of motherhood and when is using scripture for politics not okay? That's next on today's Ride Home. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says the U.S. will apply a new tariff on China next month. It's another jump in the trade war between the world's two biggest economies. The president says slow-moving negotiations will continue, but starting September 1st, the U.S. will hit China with a new 10% tariff on about $300 billion in goods. He announced the move on Twitter while criticizing Beijing for not making good on promises to stop fentanyl sales to the U.S. and to buy more farm goods. Stocks tumbled fast, with the Dow going from up nearly 300 to down nearly 200 soon after the tweets. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 280 points. The Nasdaq dropped 64. The S&P lower by 26. Crude oil dropped $4.63 to $53.95 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet. Serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Registrations for our annual Gold Summit have exploded. The live event is now sold out. Less than 200 streaming tickets remain. I'm Adam Barada, author of the national bestseller, Gold is a Better Way. You can join me for our annual Gold Summit titled The Great Devaluation. Learn why Donald Trump's attack on the Federal Reserve has sparked another gold boom. I'm certain you're going to see gold prices above $2,000 before the next election. I'm going to explain it all on August 14th. You've never seen anything like the coming bull market. Come to this event to find out why. Text the words Gold Summit to 49776 to get your free ticket. This event is for serious investors with over $100,000 in an IRA. If that's you, don't miss this opportunity to stream it live for free. Text the words Gold Summit to 49776. That's the words Gold Summit to 49776. You cannot afford to miss this event. Text the words Gold Summit to 49776. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-892-2307 now and mention my name, Scott Bauer, and we will rush you the guide. Call 855-892-2307 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible. Call 855-892-2307 now and start learning to trade the right way. Call 855-892-2307. 2307 Prosper with options. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The Word of God Audio Bible is a radio drama of the New Testament, word for word from Scripture, voiced by some of Hollywood's biggest names. Own this 22 hour audio New Testament. Log on to wordofgodaudiobible.com. And for a limited time, you can download the audio Gospel of Mark free. 
visit wordofgodaudiobible.com. Welcome to Office Depot. How can I help you? We're getting her organized for back to school. Yep, got my green notebook and folder for chemistry. I mean, science is always green because, of course. Right, because math always has red notebooks. Right, because blue notebooks are for English. English. And And yellow yellow are for for social social studies. studies. And And purple purple is for for music. music. And, uh, are we twins? Uh, no. Get everything on their list from the advisors at Office Depot Office Max. This week's doorbusters, school backpacks for $10. $10 in-store or online at officedepot.com. Limit two excludes New Balance. For tonight, clear skies heading down to a low of 63. Tomorrow, partly sunny. A few spots will see an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, a high of 84. For tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, a low again of 63. And for Saturday and Sunday, partly sunny skies, warm, a high both days of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a gorgeous day in Pittsburgh. Welcome in. I'm Kathy Emmons in the Word FM studios with Mike Duffy. New Mike, as we call him. John Hall taking a day off. Um, we're kind of heavy talking about politics because that's what people are talking about since the Democratic debates were last night and the night before. I mean, who doesn't love two nights in a row of that? And, of course, we're gearing up for the uh, presidential season, which is going to come with us next year. Um Anyway, we uh, we talked just a couple days ago. In fact, no, I think it was on yesterday's show about scripture being used in uh, night one of the Democratic debates. And um, Pete Buttigieg, who is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, was the one who quoted scripture the most. I think he did it twice. And uh, we talked about it yesterday. And then I expressed an opinion about it. Mike, can we hear that audio? Some of this is low tech, too. Like, the minimum wage is just too low. And so-called conservative Christian senators right now in the Senate are blocking a bill to raise the minimum wage when Scripture says that whoever oppresses the poor taunts their maker. Mayor, thank you very much. Okay, that's good. Whoever oppresses the poor taunts their maker. Okay, so that's the, that's the Scripture. I mean, we're not going to argue with it. Um, I said when I heard that, that that incensed me. It absolutely drives me insane when politicians quote scripture and link it up to a specific policy position. And uh, so we talked about that for just a little bit. And then last night uh, we got a, an email from one of our listeners. And this is, this is a guy that I've talked with over email a lot over the years. And I just really value his opinion. This is uh, my friend Leo. But I want to read you some of what he said in his email and um, respond to it. Hey, Kathy, I listened to your show. Um, I was wondering about your comment about Pete Buttigieg citing the Bible as a reason to raise the minimum wage. You seemed very opposed to using the Bible to press a political issue. But it seems to me that's been happening since the beginning. Throughout the Hebrew scriptures, the prophets are constantly demanding that their kings and others do justice, feed the poor, take care of widows and orphans. Kings and other leaders back then may have served spiritual or religious functions, but they were in every sense the government. Likewise, Jewish and Christian religious leaders from time immemorial have utilized their scriptures when they made their case for justice against harming Native Americans in the 18th and 19th centuries to abolish slavery, 
Southerners used them to defend slavery, of course. Martin Luther King used scripture in the civil rights movement to fight for that cause. All of those instances were political. This goes back to something I wrote in my last email to you, that one of the reasons we're so polarized politically these days is because many of these issues we debate are not just political, but moral and ethical as well. For a lot of people in this country, including Republicans, raising the minimum wage is a moral and ethical issue. I'm involved with groups who are working to stop the terrible conditions which asylum seekers are enduring on the southern border. Clergy from a wide variety of religious groups utilize their religious teachings to support their cause. I also find it kind of an odd argument in the sense that I sometimes hear conservative Christians claim that they can't speak in the, quote, naked public square. I've never noticed that. They never seem to get tired of putting in their two cents. But it seems to me it would be stifling not just to my side, but to yours as well, to say that ethical people cannot use religious and philosophical arguments to forward their ideals. Granted, I'm a liberal, but I certainly can see parallels between raising the minimum wage and the teaching of Jesus that his followers should help the least of these. That's from Leo. So, um, yeah, so let me respond to that and perhaps make what I said yesterday a lot clearer than apparently I did. Um, I think there's a difference between a scriptural principle and a strategy for how we get there. The difference between a scriptural principle and a strategy for how we get there. So a principle is something that flows from the heart of God to us through the word, right? And so through that scriptural principle, God reveals who he is. And he teaches us that if we're going to function the very best we can, and if the world's going to function the best that it can to fulfill our calling uh, here on earth, we need to be like him, right? So this is one of those principles, um, whoever taunts the poor, curses their maker, right? So this is one of the principles, caring for the poor, that is non-negotiable. God says he loves the poor, and so we need to love the poor, and so Christians must care for the poor. This isn't something that we can decide we don't want to do, right? This is something that if we're going to be like God, we have to do. But how do we do it? How do we do it? So that's where we go from biblical principle, caring for the poor, to policy, which is How do we do it? So what's the most effective way? What's the policy that achieves that end best? And that's the part that's up to us to debate, to figure out. And by us, I mean humans, right? So whatever we decide about a a scriptural principle, whatever policy we decide to support, that policy, that's not scripture, right? That's policy, not principle. So You know, in this instance, I would say that God wants us to care for the poor. And so we have to do that. But the minimum wage and whether we decide to raise it or lower it or whatever we decide to do with it, I think people of goodwill can disagree on policy. And so that's what angered me about Pete Buttigieg's argument. People that don't read the Bible then think from hearing what he said that the Bible advocates an increase in the minimum wage. The Bible doesn't speak about the minimum wage. The Bible says nothing about the minimum wage. What the Bible says is that we have to care for the poor. And some people feel that the best way that we can care for the poor is to raise the minimum wage. And some people feel that the very best way for us to care for the poor and to be most effective with the poor is to not raise the minimum wage. And people, as I said, of goodwill can disagree. That's the realm of policy. Do you see what I mean? Do you see what the difference is there? So Pete Buttigieg 
quoting scripture, I've got no problem with. If he's talking about principles for how to live life or how to look at politics or how to look at the world or how to care for people or whatever it is. But when he equates a particular scripture with a particular policy that's made by man, I'm telling you, that is not what the Bible is for. So a couple things to keep in mind, I think. Um, First off, whatever our political perspective is, it should always be sifted against the principles of Scripture. And whenever our politics don't measure up to our Scriptures, which probably happens a lot of the time, whenever our politics don't measure up to the Scriptures, don't work together, then it's our politics that have to go, not the reverse. Okay, so we can't be the kind of people that have a particular political perspective on something and we find a way to jiggle the scriptures to kind of support what we're saying. Like that's not the way that the Christian life should work. Our politics have to constantly be measured against the truth of the scriptures. And when our politics aren't true, then they need to go. Second, Whatever policy position that we do adopt, whether it's about uh, minimum wage, whether we're talking about health care, whether we're talking about environmental protections, whether we're talking about the nation of Israel, whatever our policy position, remember this, our policies are fallible because they're ours. They're human and they're debatable. And well-meaning people, people of goodwill can disagree. So we can be generous with people we don't agree with because That's policy. I mean, we're seeing things a different way. And politics is about debating what's the best way to go about something. Biblical principles are unchanging and they're woven into the fabric of the universe. Right. But our politics, those are the things that we figure out. Those are the things that we can debate. And those are the things that we disagree on. So God's principles and our policies, let's not confuse the two. There's much more coming up on today's Ride Home. Trusting God in the sleepless nights of motherhood. We'll talk about that next. WORD. Somebody is going to win a free cruise aboard Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise, visiting the beautiful Caribbean. And it could be you. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword stronger. When you enter, you'll also receive their free ebook, Stronger Forever, that includes a personalized six week plan to grow your marriage. Make your marriage stronger. Register now to win at wordfm.com slash stronger. scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Springhouse in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough? Or Heath Crunch? Or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds and topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream. Or better yet, a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes 
smothered with sliced strawberries and again, real whipped cream. Jump in the car now, head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice cream. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800. 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Baseball season is in full swing. It's a good thing Matt secured his denture with Super Polygrip. Now he can enjoy the snacks as much as the game. Polygrip. It's that time of year when the family meets up. Hi, come on. Get together, guys. Family photo. It's a good thing Jack cleans his denture with Polydent so he can enjoy the whole day with confidence. Polydent. Just last weekend, uh, New Mike and Mrs. New Mike celebrated the third birthday of Dr. J. Yes. You had 19 three-year-olds at your house, mm-hmm. and it was only 104 degrees. Yes. Great. Excellent. <laughs> and you, you filled up a 250-gallon pool shaped like a pelican because you were so yeah. desperate. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And this was a lot of meltdowns. Mm, well, sure. Of course. Now, meltdowns when your kid is three are different um, than meltdowns when your kid is three days old. But it's still like parenthood is a real challenge. Yeah, it and is. it was like four days later that you ended up feeling sick here at work. Yeah. And what did you say? I said, why, why are you sick? I, my energy has been 100% been depleted. <laughs> and next year, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that again. I'm telling you, there is no tiredness like the tiredness that comes with little kids. I don't know what it is. I mean, did you have a hard time when he was first born? Were you like, was he a, a, a bad sleeper and you couldn't get your act together? No, he was a fantastic sleeper. Um, in the middle of the night when he needed to feed, Yeah. Um, that that was rough. Those, those, those three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning feedings, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can't describe it until you go through it, can no, you? No, you can't. And I, I often found myself sleeping before... The baby would would get to sleep. Right, because you're like, I got to get it in sometime for crying out loud. What do you expect me to do? Oh, my gosh. We're happy to have Sarah Wallace with us. Sarah was a classroom teacher before she became a homeschool mom, and she and her husband live with their five sons in Idaho. She's author of a couple books, Created to Care for the Love of Discipline and the Gospel-Centered Mom Bible Study. We're happy to welcome Sarah Wallace. Hey, Sarah, welcome in. 
Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Mike is still, I mean, Mike's son's birthday party for 19 three-year-olds was 10 days ago. He's still not quite, he's still not quite, quite right. Kind of wow. Yeah, but that's the thing, right, Sarah? I mean, as I said, there is no tiredness quite like the tiredness that comes when your kids are little. Absolutely. It is like nothing I have ever lived through before and never want to live through again, but I am uh, still dealing with it. I'm at the tail end of it now. But God is still teaching me a lot about physical limitations. Um, and, yeah, it's painful. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, so you decided to do this five times um, with five children. <laughs> I can't quite imagine, um, I, you know, I only have two kids. But, of course, the challenge when you have more than one kid, whether it's two or ten, is that you can't get, you, you know, while you're caring for the baby, you have the lives of all of your other kids going on. Yes, yeah, it never stops. Um, from one person to the next and from one moment to the next. And that was definitely a learning curve for me was that being a mom didn't stop when the lights went out. Um, you are a mother around the clock. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's difficult. And it's hard because you're going from a place where no one relies on you around the clock to the fact that someone re- always relies on you around the clock. I mean, that's, I've right. got to be honest, when I had my first baby, that was very, just the response of the never ending responsibility. There is no break. That was a hard thing to get my head around. Yeah, I think for me, it was definitely a mental and emotional hurdle, not just physically, uh, but mentally and emotionally. I had to come to grips with the fact that my time was not my own. My body was not my own. Even my brain was not my own anymore. And having my limitations tested to such an extent really drove me to find where's my strength mm-hmm. and where where am I rejuvenating my mind and my heart and my body so that I can do what God has called me to do. And Um, Yeah, still definitely a learning process for sure. So, Sarah, you write in this article, Trusting God in the Sleepless Nights of Motherhood, that you struggled not only with getting up for those feedings that uh, Mike was talking about, but you struggled with insomnia. Yes. um, When my babies were infants, um, all five times, that was definitely the hardest part for me. And again, it was really, I felt like, an opportunity for the enemy to get a foothold in my heart. And it became a mental battle for me as I would lay in bed at night and I would think about my stores of energy draining away and I would stare at the clock and I would just think, I will have nothing left. What will I have for my children and for my baby and for my husband the next day? And I would kind of work myself into a frenzy. And it was really um, a wake-up call for me to reevaluate how I was thinking about my physical energy and sleep and how I was actually turning it into an idol and holding Mm. on too tightly. And I was placing conditions on God's help for me. I was saying, I cannot do what you've called me to do unless I have sleep, unless I have energy, unless I have all these things. Otherwise, I cannot function. I cannot do this motherhood thing. And I didn't realize it until I was working myself into panic attacks and really coming to grips with, I don't think I'm trusting God over this area of my life. I was saying, Lord, you can do all the things, you have all the power, you are in charge, but when it comes to sleep, you cannot take that from me, or I can't be who you want me to be. And that's where God brought me to the end of myself, and He said, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power will be perfected in your weakness. 
And that was a painful lesson, but something that I wouldn't trade for anything Mm. because I got to see God's faithfulness in a whole new light. And so I'm very thankful for that painful lesson. Yeah. So tell me how that worked itself out. I mean, I'm sure that that wasn't like a bright light and it, you know, it was all over. I mean, that was a process you went through? Yes. And I would say it's a lifelong process for sure for every Christian, every season that we're in um, of wrestling with the limitations that we put on God and the conditions we put on our trust in Him. Um, So yeah, it was definitely step-by-step, relinquishing my firm grip on sleep and saying, God, you are enough and you are in control, even over this area of my life where I feel so out of control and so helpless that you are still in control of this area. And as I learned to trust Him more, I would say, to be honest, it didn't make it any less painful to go without sleep and to be so weary and to be so mentally and emotionally drained. It didn't magically take away the pain of that trial, but I could sense his presence with me. And I could see, as I started to look for it, I could see his daily mercies. I saw mercy in friends who would come and bring me meals. I saw mercy when I could grab a quick nap in the middle of the day that I wasn't expecting, just out of nowhere. And so I began to look for, Lord, how are you going to sustain me in this phase? How are you going to meet my needs? Because you promised that you would, so I am going to look for it. Mm -hmm. And just being on the lookout for those daily mercies really changed my perspective. And I think anytime we're going through suffering, trusting God doesn't mean that the suffering itself isn't as painful, but it means we have a light to our path, and we can actually see God's goodness and His grace, and then turn and point that out to our children and our friends, and really put the grace of the gospel on display for others to see. Sarah Wallace is with us, classroom teacher. Before she became a homeschool mom, she's the mom of five sons. She lives in Idaho. She's an author of the Gospel-Centered Mom Bible Study. She also writes at gospelcenteredmom.com, and you can find her stuff there. Uh, I think one of the hard things, you're right, about any kind of suffering, but I remember it particularly when my kids were little, is that every day seems very long, Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to have any type of extended perspective on anything. Mm-hmm. And so the, mm-hmm. the, you know, going from like feeding to feeding or going mm-hmm. from lunch to dinner often can seem an interminable length. And so mm-hmm. that whatever pit you're in, it's really, it's hard to see out of it. It's very dark at those times. Mm-hmm. And it's not... And, it's amazing. And then, you know, when you start to get healthier, you and I got healthier through seeing a therapist every week for three years. Um, I went on medication. It was really helpful to me then years later to be able to look back and say, okay, so those days that seemed really long, they did turn Mm. into years that were good. Um, And so the next time that I suffered something that was dark and I felt like I was in a pit, I could remind myself of that. And I could say, okay, I remember Mm -hmm. those really long hours, but then I look back on them and they don't seem long anymore. And that will happen Mm -hmm. again. Right. Amen. Yeah. I love the word season. Uh, Season means that there's a beginning and there's an end. And we don't know when the end will be. It could be a short season. It could be a long season. And only God knows. 
but we have we have an opportunity to see his faithfulness and his mercy in every season that we're in. And I think for me, as a young mom, I started to cling to the idea of it's almost over, it's almost over, it's almost over. Mm. But God began to show me that I don't have control over what seasons he brings to me. And if I and just setting my hope on the end of a season, I will miss out on opportunities to see his faithfulness right now, because I don't know that he's not going to lead me right into another difficult season, and then right into another difficult season. That is for him to determine, and so I don't want to miss an opportunity to watch for those precious moments of his grace and mercy now, because he gets to decide when seasons begin and end, and I just have to be faithful from moment to moment. Yeah, that is a really, really good word. Uh, trusting God in the sleepless nights of motherhood. That's Sarah Wallace. Much more coming up on today's Ride Home. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Baseball season is in full swing. It's a good thing Matt secured his denture with Super Polygrip. Now he can enjoy the snacks as much as the game. Polygrip. Hey, how are you? So great to see you. It's that time of year when the family meets up. Hi, come on. Get together, 
guys' family photo. It's a good thing Jack cleans his denture with Polydent so he can enjoy the whole day with confidence. Polydent. For tonight, clear skies heading down to a low of 63. Tomorrow, partly sunny. A few spots will see an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, a high of 84. For tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, a low again of 63. And for Saturday and Sunday, partly sunny skies, warm, a high both days of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Guess what time it is. I've been waiting all day for this. It is time now for today's $1,000 daily cash giveaway, Word FM, Word of the Day. Are you having fun with words? It's going to give away $1,000 in cash to somebody. Remember these words. The Word FM Word of the Day is shady side. Enter the word shady side online at wordfm.com forward slash cash and you'll have the chance to win $1,000. Again, the Word FM Word of the Day is shady side. If you're still watching the Pirates, and God love you if you are, <laughs> you saw the giant brawl at the end of the game with the Reds the other night, and uh, the suspensions have come out. I thought maybe they'd be in this morning, but by the uh, by the time the show started, they weren't out, and now they are. So let me tell you uh, what's going on. Pitcher Keone Kella, he received a 10-game suspension. For intentionally throwing a pitch in the area of the head of Dietrich of Derek Dietrich of the Reds in the bottom of the seventh. Now, okay, so Keone Kell is going to be out for ten games, which which makes the trade for him utterly useless. <laughs> All right, uh, infielder Jose Osuna, five game suspension for his quote aggressive and inappropriate actions. Good thing we don't hand out those kind of suspensions around here, Mike. Yeah. During the ninth inning, uh, Kyle Crick, three-game suspension for more inappropriate actions during the ninth inning incident. Uh, Clint Hurdle, two-game suspension for his club's conduct during the incident and the multiple intentional pitches thrown at Dietrich during this season. Now, there were also some red suspended. Um, Amir Garrett, eight-game suspension for inciting the bench-clearing brawl. So keep in mind that Keone Kella got 10, which is the most. Amir Garrett got eight for starting the fight. Jared Hughes, who used to be a pirate, received a three-game suspension when he tried to throw a pitch uh, to hit Marte. Um, Yasiel Puig, who did play for the Reds, but in the last couple of days was traded to the Indians, uh, he got a three-game suspension for, quote, aggressive actions. And then the manager of the Reds, David Bell, got a six-game suspension for returning to the field following his ejection and escalating the incident with his actions. So how about that? That is where we are. I mean, in pirate land. Good grief. You know, I thought when that happened, I thought, well, okay, there's so much angst in the pirate clubhouse. It must be overwhelming. Once they have a fight about it, maybe they'll, like, you know, kind of get things together. But then, like, 10 hours later, they lost again. So I guess that doesn't mean anything. All right. So leaving the sports world and turning to the world of food, Mike, I ask you, do you enjoy a meatless burger? No. It's not a burger. Have you ever had a meatless burger? No. Are you... Are you married to someone that would enjoy a meatless burger? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. As am I. Yes. Well, this article in uh, the journal is about meatless burgers and about the the two companies, the two largest companies, Mike, that are making them right now. Beyond Meat Incorporated, which is just sounds gross, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. And Impossible Foods Inc. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, their shares have rocketed. Uh, let's see, Beyond's shares have rocketed nearly eightfold since the company's May initial public offering. Meanwhile, Impossible Foods Incorporated in May raised $300 million in new funding from private investors. So, you know, we've seen this around. You know, Burger King just said this week they're adding a plant-based Impossible Whopper. Impossible Whopper. It's an Impossible Whopper at 7,000 restaurants. Um, the president of Burger King uh, says that it will contain less calories, less fat, and less cholesterol than traditional Whoppers. Mm. It'll cost five fifty nine, about a dollar more than for a regular Whopper. You know what that means. What? You can order a larger fry. <laughs> I like your strategy. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is going to add a breakfast sandwich made with Beyond Meat's imitation sausage, which sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, and then they go on to talk about the fact that this is the way it happens. These companies mimic ground beef. By extracting proteins from soy and yellow peas and combining them with starches, oils, and juices to produce patties that convincingly sizzle brown and bleed. Both companies promote their burgers as better than beef for human health and for the environment by reducing the environmental impact from livestock, the grain they consume, and their waste. But here is the thing that's coming out now. People are looking at the nutritional merits and they're saying, wait a minute. Now, wait. Now, I get the fact that you maybe don't want to eat meat, but the fact that you're eating these, like, fake burgers, they're filled with all kinds of processed garbage. So you think you're better off because you're not eating meat? But the reality is you're eating all sorts of stuff with really long words that you don't even understand, and it's just turning into, like, a processed food festival. I'm not doing that, Mike. Here's some bun with a side of maltodextrin. No. Who wants that? No. Who wants maltodextrin on a bun? Not me. No, nobody wants it. So this is, this is you want to hear my philosophy? Let's hear it. I mean, you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. My philosophy is this. You know, I, I, I've shared on the air before that my husband is, does not eat meat. Not because he doesn't like meat or because he's trying to save the earth, but he is not able to because of his, a medical condition he has. So I feel bad. I feel badly. I just, I can't eat meat in front of him, even though he says, go ahead. It's no big deal. I still feel guilty. So if I get a burger, I get it when I'm out, like with you guys, if I'm yeah. out with you and John or whatever, I'll get a burger, but not with Eric because it's just not right. I just don't want to eat something in front of him that he wishes that he could eat. I'm going to stick to that philosophy and I'm going to have a burger. I have, I have meat maybe once every I don't know, two or three months. When I start dreaming about it, that's when I know it's time for me to eat meat again. Seriously, that's how it works for me. Okay, that's when I know. Um, and otherwise, I'm just not, I'm going to eat other things that are actual food. I'm going to eat vegetables and eggs and all sorts of good stuff and cheese. and. Gra- I'm not eating these impossible crap. I'm just not doing it, Mike. That's exactly why I hunt. Okay. There you go. Because it's it's a real product, right? Right. right. It's pure. There's no additives added to it. There's no maltodextrin, whatever, added mm-hmm. to it. That's right. It's, yeah. Okay. So either meet me at Burgatory or go hunting with Mike. That's right. Those are our two options for you. Coming up next, what about mentoring? If you decide you're going to be a mentor, it could change somebody's life. Keith Condridge, coming up next. WORD 
According to Chuck Swindoll, reaching out to your neighbor is a fundamental role for every Christian. What the ball is to the game, what the musical note is to the symphony, what the book is to the librarian, a neighbor is to the Christian. How easy to forget. Chuck Swindoll talks about touching lives right where you live on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by community tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Then I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. The Word of God Audio Bible is a radio drama of the New Testament, word for word from Scripture, voiced by some of Hollywood's biggest names. Own this 22-hour audio New Testament. Log on to wordofgodaudiobible.com. And for a limited time, you can download the audio Gospel of Mark free. Visit wordofgodaudiobible.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. When I think back on the people that really affected my life, like people who spontaneously decided to spend time with me without having to, you know what I mean? Of course, I think of my parents and my sister, but you know, it's family and they kind of have to. But what about the people who actually choose to to care for you, whether it's a a youth group leader or it's a teacher or it's a Cub Scout leader or it's someone that taught you to swim or to play baseball or to dance or something like that. Mentors can have such an amazing impact on a life. And especially in days like this when we're so fragmented and we've got these phones that we that just call us. It's like they suck our energy out and we're just we've got everything that we can stream and we got everything that we can look up online. It's just the thought that someone human would sit across the table from us and care about us. 
I mean, I really think that's life changing. So to talk about mentorship, we've invited Keith Condrich back to the program. Keith is the aftercare director for the Foundation of Hope. Keith, I'm happy you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to see you. That's that mentorship stuff. That's true, isn't it? Absolutely. Especially, as you said, in today's world where we're just so fragmented and, you know, we, social media is the, the least social thing we do. Right. So yeah. to have someone sit down across the table or at, at the coffee shop or wherever, just to sit and chat and, and give you that personal attention that you need um, makes all the difference in the world. And we see tremendous, tremendous things happening uh, through our program at the Foundation of Hope because we're serving men and women who are either currently incarcerated at, at the Allegheny County Jail or have been released from jail or state or federal prison. And so these are individuals who really need that extra encouragement and, and who for many uh, intents and purposes have been left behind by society. They're yeah. folks that have, you know, they've done their time, they're, they're focused, they're, uh, you know, to, to break down some of the t- stereotypes that we have of people that were incarcerated or currently incarcerated. The individuals that we work with um, are serious about moving forward, reconnecting with their families, reconciling with their communities, and they need that little extra help. You know, so oftentimes they feel left behind or they feel that nobody cares. Mm -hmm. And to have a mentor meet with you once a week or, you know, a number of times a month to just show you that dignity that you're still a human being, you still can be a productive, positive member of society, um, and you just need a little encouragement. Yeah. So, And we all want to reduce recidivism. We talk about that. Right. All, every, none of us want to see people go back to jail over and over and over again, right? Exactly. But, I mean, if you've seen Shawshank, right, you, <laughs> you just get some window sure. into what it would be like to try to leave that structured lifestyle in a prison and try to go back out in the in the world it's i i've just i've never been able to get a handle on how a person could navigate that on their own yeah and and again that's what we try to do at foundation of hope is to walk with people yeah. you know we're not there to you know dictate their lives or to to force them into this or that decision but to walk with people and to help them find the resources they need and to remove those barriers so for instance a lot of times when you come out of jail or prison you don't have an id how can you get an, a job or housing without an ID? We help people get an ID. You don't have transportation. You don't have housing. You may not, you know, if you've been away for 10 or 15 years or 20 years, you've never applied for a job online. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. It's a foreign concept to you. So, um, and again, you haven't had that interpersonal relationship one-on-one with too many people because you've been locked away. So, you know, the mentors step in and fill that role and walk with people, help them to identify those resources, help them to remove those barriers, give them that encouragement to say, look, and it's, you know, it's like that old uh, Bill Murray movie about baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Baby steps. And as people accomplish one small thing and then the next, that becomes habitual. And then all of a sudden they're successful, they're reintegrated, they're they're moving forward. But, you know, it's so important to to remove some of the stereotypes that we have about folks that are are reentering the community from, from jail or prison. Because, you know, Probably, you know, 99% of us have done something stupid or have sure. just for, you know, by the grace of God could be there ourselves. And, right. um, you know, and it's not about, you know, obviously justice has to be served. And obviously, you know, there, there are victims to, to, to crimes. Um, but, you know, we're not going to reduce recidivism, as you say, mm-hmm. um, by not letting people work. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you can't work, if you don't have a job, if you don't have someone encouraging you as a mentor, um, what are you going to do? You're going to fall back into your old habits. You're going to either, you know, commit a crime. You're going to, you know, go back to whatever addictions have been, you know, right. Formed have been you. ailing you. And- All right. So, Keith, what do you like? Is it weird 
to sit across the table from somebody you don't know and say, hey, you know, what's up? You know, I've been with the organization about eight months now, and it's it's just been the most fulfilling uh work I've ever done in my 30-year career because the, the the individuals that we're serving, as I said, they're ready to move forward. And so, um, you know, any any misperceptions, any, I don't know, anxiety that you might have, oh my goodness, this is a this is an inmate or this is, you know, a former, <laughs> you know, uh, quote-unquote criminal, um, that all melts away because it's just you one-on-one, person-to-person. And the, the honesty that, that, that people share with us is, is, is just, it's refreshing mm-hmm. in, in many ways mm-hmm. because, you know, there, there, there's no reason not to be honest. I can look up your record and, you know, there, so there's no point hiding things. And so you kind of automatically are at a good starting point because there's, there's a, a raw, brutal honesty there that you can move forward with. Right. And, and, and again, you know, as, as people of faith, you know, uh, our challenge is to see Jesus in yeah. the face of another, right? right. To, to see Christ in the other, in the person before us. And, you know, that's, that's not always easy, but that's, that's the challenge that we have as Christians. Yeah. And this is part of our role. Keith Condrich is with us, aftercare director for Foundation of Hope. So um, what about your own mentors? Like when you look back on growing up, um, did you have people who invested in you? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, scouting. I mean, we had I had uh, you know did a, did a lot of most of my youth in scouting. Never never made Eagle Scout, but um, but I spent until I was eighteen and aged out, and, mm. and that was a great organization for for uh, providing me with leadership and, and guidance. You know, there were there were people within my own church, youth ministers that uh, helped to guide me as well. So, and then I had a, pr- a professor in college who was a great great mentor yeah. to me as well in terms of my career in social services. So, um, and again, that that's what we try to focus on within our program is is to you know we we work very hard to match individuals with someone that's going to be uh the right fit right so there's there's a pretty intense interview process matching process what are you looking for do you need a mentor for parenting skills do you need a mentor for career employment um anger management whatever that might be so that we make the right fit the right match so that people can move forward successfully okay so that's good so if someone is listening to our conversation and they think i could do that but i don't want to you know, I don't have, I've never had kids. I don't want to talk to somebody about parenting. Sure, sure. Yeah, so again, um, we take into account, you, you, um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's an application process, there's an interview process to really find the, the best fit. So mm. that, again, not just from the mentee standpoint or the protege standpoint, um, but from the mentor standpoint, you know, how can we help you be successful? We've got a great training program. Uh, my colleague, uh, Reverend Ana East Hushin, who's on our staff, uh, oversees that, does a fantastic job in training. And then there's ongoing support, you know, monthly support okay. for the mentors that come together. We also have really great support groups uh, that come together and mentees and, and their mentors come and uh, drive support through that as well. So there's yeah. tons of support uh, to help you work through some some issues that might arise. But um, a big part of the success is in the initial you know interview placement and, and matching. Okay. So do you think you're drawn to this because you had mentors when you were a kid? Um, I think it, certainly it, it helps. I, I think, uh, you know, the, there's a, a certain um, acknowledgement of the value of it. Mm-hmm. But again, just empirically, when you look at the data na- nationally in terms of how mentors impact people's lives, not just with the, the, the you know, the prison population, but, you know, in, in any area of life, youth mentors, you know, uh, 
religious mentors, career mentors. You know, many people have mentors on their job, right? You know, sure. Many org- many companies provide mentors. So um, there's proven empirical data that shows how mentoring uh, has a significant role to play in people's success and mm-hmm. moving forward. So, you know, I think that's, a, again, really important. It's not just that warm, fuzzy, oh, isn't it nice? I, I've got a mentor. No, this, this has significantly reduces recidivism and it, it significantly enhances your chances of successful reentry. Right. You know, we've been talking a lot about politics the last couple of days just because of the Democratic debates. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you hear, you know, uh, candidates going back and forth and pointing at each other about incarceration rates and, you know, levels of prosecution, all those sorts of things. But that, to me, is for them to figure out, for the politicians to figure out. But for us, we can do something. We don't have to just let those types of issues kind of live in the ether and for, right. you know, U.S. congressmen to deal with 10 years from now. I mean, if we wait for that, forget it, because there are going to be tens of millions of lives that are wasted. Right. And it's all about your individual sphere of influence, right? So be, be tuned in, be aware of what's happening on a national level, you know, uh, state level, all of that. It's important to be involved and vote and, and, and take stands and advocate for important causes. But really, where you're going to have the most impact as an individual is those one in, one-on-one yeah. relationships, you know. And so uh, that's where you see change really happening. You know, when you see an individual who uh, comes out of prison for, after 10 years and, and after having a mentor and, and some other support services from various agencies like Foundation of Hope, and all of a sudden now they have their own business and now they're hiring men and women who are coming out of jail and giving them a second chance. You know, it's incredibly powerful. Oh, yeah. And that, that's how we change the world, one person right. at a time. That's what redemption is, right? Exactly. I mean, gosh, exactly. if we yeah. don't understand redemption, then the world's never going to understand redemption. Correct. So, you know, it's easy to get bogged down in all the politics of the day. And I mean, you know, you know, my history goes way back with that. And I, I get involved. But, you know, my dad was a state rep and he, he always said, you know, most important thing is who, who can you influence? You have influence over your family, mm-hmm. your community and your church. And, and that's where you're going to make change. Yeah, I love that. This has been Keith Congrat. Keith Condrich, Aftercare Director for Foundation of Hope. If people want more information about this, Keith, what do they do? Yeah, you can uh, check our website out. It's uh, www.foundationofhope.org. Uh, you can Google us. You'll find uh, you know, lots of information uh, about the about us online. All right. That yeah. sounds really good. All right. Foundation of Hope. Find more information online. Keith, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Think about mentoring someone, people. Do you owe the IRS or state back taxes that you can't afford to pay? If so, listen carefully because you may qualify to have your debt dramatically reduced by up to 90%. You heard right. The IRS has made it easier than ever to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program may end any collection efforts against you, resolve your tax problem, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. And all you have to do is make one phone call to Victory Tax Solutions. The IRS can garnish your bank account, pension, and savings. So don't wait. If you have unfiled tax returns or unpaid tax debt to the IRS or state, these special programs are available to you now. Stop your worrying and call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions today to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands of dollars. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. 
Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original mattress factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive. Through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics. An independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try Ozzy's online quiz today and you could win two free tickets to anywhere in the world on United. OZY.com. Auto insurance companies can be a target for fraudsters who shop for accident victims who may or may not need treatment. Don't get involved in insurance fraud. If you're in an accident, talk to your insurance company first. Don't provide your insurance or personal information to someone that solicits you. If you are injured, only deal with legitimate medical professionals and facilities. If you suspect medical fraud, call us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Closing out the Thursday edition of The Ride Home with Keith Condrich from Foundation of Hope. But we're just talking to Keith Condrich as a person, actually, now. (laughs) Um, Keith, first off, you brought Mike and I pies. And, oh, my gosh, I've never felt such affection for you. I mean, (laughs) since the the last time you brought us pies. It's been that ongoing thing about eating park pies and... And, you know, and so I knew glad, John wasn't yeah, going to be here exactly. because it, it would wa- be wasted yeah, on Don't him, right? waste that type of <laughs> thing on John yeah, for crying out loud. We're kindred so spirits with We sure pie. are. So we got peach and coconut cream today. So I am thrilled. Mike and I are going to arm wrestle to see who gets what. <laughs> we'll split them. Take, the each of you take a half. I, what about the arm wrestling? I thought that would have been entertaining. All right. So we always like to talk to you about live music when you're here, Keith. So where, who are you hearing and where are you going? Yeah. So um, – there's just so much great, you know, you know me, I just, the, the local music scene is just so underrated yeah, in Pittsburgh. And, and, you know, your husband right. knows that scene as well, but it's, uh, so Jen Wirtz from uh, Rusted Root, yep. she's a brand new album out. It's, it's incredible. I have not heard yeah, that. Yeah, it's real, just, just came out recently. WIP's playing it a lot, but it's, oh, I shouldn't say another station here, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, it's really cool. Um, take them as they come. It, it's take them as they come, it's called. Okay. It's, it's really, if, if you liked Rusted Root and Jen Wirtz, her whole sounds cool. And then, um, um, the other one that's, that's a great uh, sleeper album is uh, Danny Gocknauer. He's from uh, he's the lead guitarist for Joe Grishecki. Oh, all right. And he put out a solo album just a little less than a year ago, and um, called "The Despair of Summer." And the writing is just it's it's fabulous. Mm. There, there's some really spiritual numbers on there, some fun numbers. But you know he's he's just an incredible guitar player, and now now he's you know showing his his talent as a songwriter. And, and I mm. would really you know it's it's cool. And you know he's I, I think he has some upcoming. Sh- you could Google all these people online, but um, you know they they play a lot of clubs. Cafe, you know, I just mm-hmm. I yeah, love yeah. that venue. That's a that's a cool venue on the south side, and yeah, um, yeah, and the the 
I guess the Thunderbird reopened over yeah. in Lawrenceville. Yeah, I heard that. Be, I haven't been there yet. But yeah, I, I haven't it's, either. It's really uh, – people are speaking highly of that as a That's venue. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to go to uh, the Carnegie Music Hall over in Homewood because Trombone Shorty's coming. Oh, yeah. I love – It's fantastic. I love Trombone Shorty. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to take that in. Um, and I heard a rumor that Greta Van Fleet was coming back. I oh, didn't really? see them when they were I here before. That, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I oh. really love that band. That's a great band. Really love yeah. that band. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping to see them. But that was a rumor, and that was nothing I heard through official channels. It was just I heard, like, some dude. And I don't know if I trust the dude. You know what I mean? To tell yeah. me. Anyway, go out and hear some live Good music. Good stuff, yeah. Thank you so much, Keith, Thank for you. being here. Yeah. All right. Have yourself a great night, Pittsburgh. See you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.